0: Hello and welcome back to Multimodal. I'm your host, VaxT Future. Today, I wanted to talk about my next upcoming series on YouTube. It's called GPTX x and our Multimodal Future. The concept of this series, the, the, the basic idea is, so we have GPT-3. Uh, we're going to have DALI soon, hopefully. I'm not sure when. And if you don't know, DALI is an open AI model that that hopefully they'll release, which allows you to generate images just with a text description. Um, And so we have these two things, right? And DALI is a multimodal model, right? So it, it deals with both images and text. And we may have other kinds of multimodal models as well in the future, right? So you may be able to enter lyrics which is text-based, and get back an entire song using some kind of audio-to-text-based multimodal model, right? Uh, let's you know, let's assume Spotify would release something like that. I don't know, right? Just just imagine that Spotify released a multimodal model like that, right? And you might have some super mega model which can do everything. You know, it can generate video, text, audio, uh, you know, uh, product designs, uh, and sort of. Uh, interact between all of them right so so we might have a mega model which can um uh you know uh listen to you can give it two lines uh a movie about um tom hanks (laughs) uh, stuck on an island (laughs) right you give it that text description and it would generate the entire movie for you (laughs) right and so uh, we know these things are here. We also know they're coming. We know they're possible. So the series explores what do these models mean specifically for creativity. So if you're a filmmaker, if you're an artist, if you're a designer, um, if you're more on the creative end as a programmer, right? Um, what what does it mean? What does it mean for your life going forward? What does it mean for what you can accomplish? What's possible through multimodal AI? Um, This is what that series explores in great detail. And, you know, I haven't released it yet, so obviously I don't want to spoil it, but uh, it is probably the most ambitious thing I've done on YouTube ever, right? Like, I I think it's about uh, 18 or 22 videos long. Like, it's no, it's not like just a quick, (laughs) like, just drop this video. It is a series, and it's about 22 videos, I believe, long, Now, each video is not, it's not like each video is 20 minutes. Each video is anywhere from like three to eight minutes. Like all the videos are pretty short and sweet, but the series is about what does multimodal, what do multimodal models mean for creatives? And you know, it's a pretty ambitious kind of series. And so that is, that is what it's about. And I want to talk about today, like I'll do like a script read. So you guys have an idea from one of the videos like, like, you can get a sense of what to expect. This is sort of a podcast kind of preview I, I thought I'd share with you. Um, and I, I guess I'll, today I'll just talk about, now that you know what it's about, I guess today I'll talk about uh, how it's going. Like, how is the series going? And what are my thoughts on it? So... Anyway, so the series explores what does what do multimodal AI models mean for creativity? When I see Dolly, what do I imagine could be possible, right? And if we follow the scaling laws, so if you don't know what the scaling laws are, uh, I encourage you to look at the scaling law papers that OpenAI has written. Um, if we follow the scaling laws, um, could we... You know, get to that point a lot sooner, like this decade. Like, what what could happen this decade if multimodal AI models, if if they the innovation around them, the research around them continues to accelerate? You know, uh, wh- where can it go? What can it mean? And what's possible? I, I mean, my my personal belief is uh, everything will forever be changed. <laughs> I think it's uh, you know, I, I I think it's it's, it's quite. Uh, I think it will be quite liberating for creatives. Um, I think a lot of a lot of creators will be liberated a lot of creatives will be free i think they'll have some really high leverage that they never could have had in the past through these multimodal ai models um, and i will save the rest of my predictions <laughs> and thoughts for the series <laughs> so for now i'll jump into so one of the videos is called phrasing and composition so i'm now gonna uh, read the script i'll give you guys a preview of of the the script for that specific topic So, in a world where multimodal AI models can generate entire graphics, stories, poems, or videos, with just a simple text description, the role of a creator changes dramatically. Say you're working as a graphic designer, drawing a simple photo of a lamp. In the past, you may have spent the bulk of your time focusing on each individual element and design decision, getting it just right. Since you're the one who has to make everything from scratch yourself, you would have been so focused on the tiniest details of your asset, like shadows, typography, color choices, and more. But this attention to detail comes at great cost. How often have you got so caught up in the little things to the point that your final asset doesn't get the big things right? This is nothing new in the programming and startup world. Many developers suffer from something called tunnel vision, where you get so absorbed in your code that you may end up building products nobody needs or even knows how to use. You may even lose your human social skills altogether. In artist terms, there's something called composition. Composition is about looking at the big picture of your work and how different elements relate. It is found in every creative discipline like photography, graphic design, dance, and more. Musicians have a related sub-idea too called phrasing, which is all about not just writing bars or simple loops, but organizing musical sequences into structured musical sentences to communicate ideas to audiences at a high level. By the way, one of my best moments for creative improvements is when I finish something and show it to a mentor. A good one will not spend their time on the tiny details, but look at my work overall and give high level compositional suggestions, which often lead to a bigger idea, wider potential audience, or greater emotional appeal. In our multimodal based future, since AI has the skills and can generate work for us, we may not need to spend our time sweating the small stuff. Instead, we may get to actually spend more time on the big picture stuff, which I think is a fundamentally good thing for the creative process. The key idea, don't miss the forest for the trees. With GPT-3, DALI, and other multimodal AI models in the future, your work can have a greater systems design, flow and transition better, and have a heavier emotional impact on the world. Get comfortable having AI do the skilled work. Learn to sit back, make iterative suggestions, and focus your attention on the big picture. So that's the... That's, you know, that's a preview of, of one of the uh, upcoming videos on phrasing and composition. Uh, part of the reason I'm giving this preview is I'd love to hear from you guys. You know, you can hit me up on Twitter. You can write in the comments. You can email me if you want to, you know, reach out privately. Um, let me know what you think. And so this episode basically explores, like, I, I, guess, the, I guess the idea is... If AI can just generate a lamp, we just tell it, you know, a lamp looks like this, this color. Uh, if if we can just write that out in text and it can make it for us. And if we don't like it, we can regenerate, regenerate, regenerate. I, I guess the point of this video is you don't need to concern yourself that much anymore. If you're a creative with those kinds of details, right? You're not the one doing it. And so as a creative, you are liberated, right? You can... Instead of obsessing over every little detail, you can take a step back now, right? And uh, look at the big picture and focus on the composition uh, element to your work, right? And speaking for myself, right? Like, I wish I had more time to work on my composition, right? Um, Even on my own YouTube channel, I will release videos and often I hate them, (laughs) Right. Part of it. Part of the reason is I do everything myself. Right. Uh, including the video editing. If, if a text appears on the screen, you know, I have to create that text and drag it into the video editor in Premiere pro and align it in the center. Like, like, so, and I wish I could just take a step back and, and, you know, look at the, the big things, you know, is this a great story? Is this the best story? Is this the kind of story that Pixar would put out? Right. Like, I, I mean, like, I don't, I just don't have time to ask myself these kinds of questions, right? Um, and I wish I, I wish I did, right? Um, and I, you know, I, you know, there's, there's all these other things about composition. And so, like, you know, the, the, in the script you heard, I was talking about phrasing, which is a concept musicians have as well. And, you know, I'll reiterate, but basically phrasing is, is like, you know, you, if you write music, you'll come up with a cool beat, Right. And that's like cool. It's a cool loop. It's a cool beat. Uh, it's a cool, you know, a few bars that you compose, right? But the problem is you, you'll you quickly realize that just because a beat sounds good um, doesn't mean the listener will connect necessarily emotionally with it, right? Um, musicians, actually, the focus is not necessarily the beat or the loop. It's the whole phrase, and a phrase is a musical sentence, right? So you'll you'll have a sort of pacing, right? You'll have one phrase may establish sadness, right? The next phrase might establish, you know, complete hopelessness, right? Um, and then, you know, you might have a separate phrase, I guess, more for the chorus kind of thing, right? And so the, the human mind will not categorize the song based on the beats. You know, it's more like the human mind... Goes from one phrase to the next phrase, and that's how you sort of tell your story as a musician, right? And so, uh, the all all this video is talking about is is you know you may as a artist or creative now because of multimodal AI models, uh, you may be able to uh, focus not just on the big picture and the big ideas and. That push a higher quality, but also you may be able to have a more sophisticated phrasing, like how one en- one element connects l- connects to the other, it leads to the other. You you may be able to make things where a single idea is communicated very clearly to the audience, and you know the pacing and phrasing is so good, and then you move on to the next one, which is something also most creatives just don't get a chance to do. Right, I just feel like we're so swamped. Right? Like like, you know, with all the little things, right? Like color and shadow and typography, or is this the right time signature? Is this the right, you know, snare drum if, if you're in Fruity Loops, like a music composition kind of tool? Um, you just get so caught up in specifics that I almost I'm sorry, yeah, that I almost feel like you you miss your you miss your ticket to be great. Right. I, I feel like greatness can come from composition and phrasing right? Like sort of the best works I've seen, overall, they do a great job. It's not just the details that are good. It's also overall, it's well done, right? And composition does matter. Like, I I think if, if you look at a painting, you look at a, you know, photograph, um, it's something the human mind can just tune into and see the pattern. It'll just feel good. It will just look good. Even if you can't explain it, even if you're not trained to see it, you can still recognize when something has good composition. And part of the reason is the human mind and our, our eye and vision system, they're just like that for all these reasons, right? Um and so anyways so that was the that was the preview i talked a little bit now about you know expanded a little bit more on it um i think this series is important um and the reason is like i just have all these ideas (laughs) and predictions about what multimodal ai models could mean about the future and when i say future i don't just mean like 50 years from now right like i mean this decade basically right maybe the next you know four years right that's what i'm talking about and part of the reason i'm putting the series out is uh, i'm open-minded you know this is this is what i can see this is what i can predict and i'm open to being wrong right i, I will put out the series and maybe 10 years later we'll rewatch it and be like like he was way off base he was completely wrong none of this stuff happened or it happened and it was nowhere close to what he predicted right but uh i can see it i can see a reality where this happens and i in the series have been trying to stay as close as possible to the research right i'm trying not to make exaggerated claims right um but I'm I'm excited to just put the ideas out, get feedback from people. I'm excited to maybe set some kind of bar, right? Like I hope machine learning researchers, uh, people who are scaling up systems and models for OpenAI or a Luther AI or whoever, watch the series, and you know maybe they may they may aspire to build these kinds of tools, right? Because I would I, these kinds of models because I would love to see uh creatives have them at their disposal right i I think it can accelerate their creativity i think it can accelerate their work i think it can make them successful i think it could help them achieve greatness right um and so uh that's why the the series is really important why i'm really excited about it and many of these ideas in the series like the reason it's so long many of these ideas have been bubbling up in my head since like last summer last october I, you know, I would go on these bike rides last summer and I'd be like, oh, that could be an interesting thing for creatives. Oh, this could be another interesting thing for creatives. Oh, if this happens, then maybe that could happen. And that's what it means for creatives. (laughs) And at the same time, I just, I'm not sure how many people are even talking about, uh, GPT-3 and multimodal AI models and what they, what they mean for creatives. I think there's a huge category there, uh, which is underappreciated, uh, which could really benefit from this sort of thing. And so uh, that's why I'm excited about the series. That's why it's really important. These are ideas. I will be so relieved once the series is out there because these are ideas that have been in my head since last year and for me, I just, I get real creative satisfaction from releasing my ideas, putting them out in the world, putting them in the ether. And however the universe responds, however you guys respond is how are you going to respond? Right. But I feel like, I don't feel like my job is done until those ideas are out there. Basically that, that, so that's where I'm coming from. Um, now an update as to where the series is at, right? So it's, 22 videos, I'll be honest, like, I've only finished one so far. <laughs> and I'm, like, ashamed to admit it. Maybe I shouldn't admit it in this podcast, but um, it's only one so far. And part of the reason is I spent, like, you know, two weeks on just one video. And it's only four minutes, right? In fact, it's this video, the one that you just heard the script for. Um, and part of the reason is in this series, I wanted to take a different stylistic approach and... Um I didn't want to do my usual style for YouTube videos, which is just a white background with images. I like that style a lot. I think it was awesome. It's uh, that style is amazing for the GPT-3 and Identity series which I have which I have going, you know the one about my tweets and GPT-3 Naval, right? That that it suits that But for this series because it's creative because it's about the future i wanted a different art style i did make concept art for this series i did sort of make us you know sort of poor man's design system as well (laughs) and the reason is i just felt stylistically i wanted to actually explore in my videos something new something different i wanted the series to feel like its own cohesive thing um this this series is also not an ongoing series. So the GPT-3 and Identity series, that's like, you know, one video basically whenever I feel like, right? The last video for GPT-3 and Identity was GPT-3 Naval, and that was in January. And, you know, hopefully in the fall of this year, so like several months later, I might make the follow-up video, right? So that series is, for whatever reason, I left it open-ended, that I will, you know, finish it as I go along. This series is definitive. Like, it is, I will work on it. I will finish everything and then I will release it. I don't I don't imagine following up on this series at all. I'm gonna take all my major ideas and just put them out there all at once. Um, and so anyways, what was I talking about? Uh, yeah, so I've spent most of the time just on the design and the video and making it a good thing to watch. Part of the reason is I want it to be bite-sized, I want it to be digestible, I want to make a series that you watch it, it keeps you entertained even though it's very dense and educational. Um, And at the same time, my goal is everything is is so brief and short and sweet that maybe when you rewatch it, I hope you rewatch it and you you enjoy it that much that you rewatch it and once you rewatch it, more of those ideas sink in right and so like creatively I just have different goals like so I don't like I guess if you're comparing so GPT-3 at Identity the whole point of that series is to make you think Like I want you, I wanted you to watch those things about GPT-3 Naval, about my tweets. I wanted you to watch it and be like, that was fun. That was funny. That was interesting. But later when you're in the shower or when you're brushing your teeth or before bed, I wanted you to think, oh, wait, that video, (laughs) what does it mean? What does it mean about uh, philosophy? What does it mean about human identity? What does it mean about who I am? Right. And the interesting thing about that series is I, I did feel, even the two videos that I had released, I did feel they had reached those goals. Right. I had many people reach out to me and say, Whoa, your video, like, they, they, the, the, the feedback I get is never, Oh, your videos for GPT 3 and Identity really tripped me out when I was watching it. It's always, Oh, I loved watching it. But later, I, my subconscious was still thinking about it. <laughs> and that's when I started to trip out. Right. And so, this series i want something bite-sized and brief something entertaining that captivates your interest and my goal is maybe you'll revisit it and re-watch it and then let a lot of the major ideas sink in because it's a lot at once that's part of the reason it's 22 videos in size right because i simply could not make one big documentary and just put it out there (laughs) right it's just it's just it would be too much it'd be overwhelming and um so in terms of progress i spent all my time on the one video but now i have the idea i have the essence of what the video is supposed to look like what's the narration supposed to look like so far it's looking like there's not even going to be background music which is rare for my videos um it's just essentially me recording and good visuals um and i um I spent I've created a lot of assets for just from the first video. A lot of time was spent on creating those assets in Adobe After Effects. And so every video after that will reuse those assets and I'm hoping I'm really ashamed it took 2 weeks for 3 minutes worth of video, probably more than 2 weeks, but I'm also like a little bit like wow, like I I it was more of an investment, right? And it will pay off in the long run over all the videos, right? And so Uh, timeline and schedule wise, I am a little bit worried. Uh, I could definitely knock out like two or three videos, hopefully next week, because I can reuse a lot of those assets. But it's still having only four videos out of 22 is still not good, right? And a lot of those videos have dependencies, right? Like I'm going to hire some people to help me with certain certain things I want to show you guys. And so um, timeline wise, haven't done a good job. But i i do like what i have so far i think i think i i may refactor the whole series before i release it um there's certain i had a certain vision in my head and even what i have now isn't quite there like i'd say what i have now is maybe 60 percent typically on youtube you can totally get by with releasing 60 percent, maybe lower of your total vision but i just think these ideas, I want to do them justice. I'm so excited about them. These are my best ideas for 2021. Um and I just feel like I want to do them justice creatively and tell them in a really meaningful, interesting way. And by spending more time on refactoring it, if so if you don't know what refactoring means, refactoring is a is a coding term. It's basically when your code is is good, like it works, it does everything that is required of it, but you know it could be better. So you rearrange it, rewrite it, redo it so that it still achieves those same goals, but in a more effective, sustainable way. And so I do want to, before I release it, I'll probably pull it back and really think about what areas could be improved to push it to a high, an even higher level than what it is now. Um, and so timeline-wise, so it's June... <laughs> Hopefully mid-July. Don't quote me on that. Because earlier I said to myself, I'm gonna release it end of June. Then I said beginning of July. (laughs) And look, I'm I'm working full time on this, right? So part of the reason I'm also releasing the podcast is I just wanted to apologize. Like if you've been waiting on videos and you're like on the YouTube channel, like, oh, is is this like a podcast channel now? Like, should I unsubscribe? Should I turn off my uh, bell notifications, please. I beg you. Don't do those things. I like I'm full-time on the series like on the video series Like I you know, like that's my focus I'm gonna release the series and then I will resume the regular scheduled YouTube programming Uh, Part of the part of the reason I'm, I'm not even uploading other videos as well is Like you guys should know I want to give disclosure like my my honestly my creative work style is I like to work intensely on things release them uh, and then move on to the next thing. like I, I I really like to be intense for two weeks a month, whatever it takes until the project is done at the level that I want. And that's all I do. like I'm saying I'm going on walks thinking about the series. I'm like you know out at the grocery store st- still thinking about the series. I'm watching other stuff uh, and you know all these in all these different ways, all these other things that I'm watching, all the signs from the universe, like they're all, somehow i'm like oh that even though it's unrelated that could apply to the series and so my creative style is i work really intensely you know i'm not i'm not talking to anybody else in my social circle i've told them i'm heads down on something right now and when the series is done i will take like a 2 week vacation and not think about it at all i'd be relieved the ideas are out there they're floating in the universe and <laughs> um then I will, you know, after my two-week vacation where I haven't thought about it at all, come back and hopefully just get back to my regular YouTube stuff. Like, I, I really miss making just, like, my classic video style of just, here's something cool that GPT-3 can do. Here's sort of my research. Here's what I learned. Uh, here's some of the drawbacks of this approach. And I know that that's what people love to watch as well. I think there's real enjoyment that I get making it, and there's real enjoyment that you get watching it. Um but, at the same time, this series is really important. and, like, I hope you like it. I, I I'm a little bit nervous, I'll be honest. like i I don't see a lot of people on YouTube taking this approach of these mega series. um, and also, I'm not sure how the audience will react, right? So I suspect there will be some subset of people who are not into any of this creative stuff at all, right? And like, uh, to them, you know, the series may not be that interesting, to be honest, right? But I do imagine there, there is a subset, a big subset in my audience who, who's creative or has multiple interests. Like if you're somebody who uh, dabbles in various things, um, I can see you being really interested in this series. And this is also the first series that I've made, even the first video I've made, where there's a, a significant departure. I'm not dealing with the present as much i'm it's more like i'm looking around the corner i'm looking around the bend um i'm sort of calling out the future and it's not so much like my usual stuff is today here's what gpt3 was able to do here are my results right and then as an aside if you want to expand on this this is where it could go or you know this is where further research could, could could be interesting which is my usual kind of video style. This is genuinely like I maybe spend one and a half videos talking about today, and the rest of the series is what could be possible tomorrow, right? Uh, what what could what could happen, um, and why it's exciting. And um, I guess the last thing is I you know my original plan was to uh, release it all at once. <laughs> I was even gonna release twenty two videos in one day, <laughs> and just let it. Uh, Let it be out there, but, uh, you know, shout out to Renee, uh, who's a friend of mine. Uh, he runs the, he runs a discord group for people who are interested in specific AI products by specific companies. I I can't say who or what, but, you know, I know, you know, (laughs) um, he, I was just talking to him like, yeah, I'm releasing the series. Uh, it's, you know, going to be like 22 episodes all at once. And he was like, dude, it's going to be overwhelming. You know, I, you know, I love watching your stuff. I'm a supporter. But 22 at once, like it's really demanding, right? And so the publication schedule instead, I'm thinking is I may release a few videos a day and maybe within five days, all the videos will be posted. And so if you do have, if you are subscribed, you have the bell notifications. I want to apologize. Like you're going to be getting five notifications a day, right? I'm I'm really sorry. I hope you don't undo the bell. But the the series, I don't want to spread it out over a year where I drop one or two videos and I'm just teasing for like a year. No, like I want to release it in a one week sprint um, and move on with my life. And I want you guys to watch it and enjoy it all at once. I want the ideas to impact you all at once. I don't want the ideas to impact you, you know, one week and then the next week. You don't even remember what I said the last week. Like, it's just not what I want. And so... Um, and we'll see how it goes. Like, to be honest, as, as a creative, as a YouTube creator, like I'm, I'm pretty nervous because it's like, not, not only has nobody done this, but I'm even scared that there will be some awful, you know, viewer funnel. And so what I mean by that is everybody tunes into the first video and it has like 3000 views. You go to the next video that I release and it has maybe 1000 and you go to the next one. It's got like 50 and you go to the fourth one. It's like, nobody has seen it at all. (laughs) And so, like, I'm nervous that, like, there'll be this funnel of who saw it, and the that number will go down, and I'll be all like, oh my god, like, everybody, like, was there at the beginning, but they all left, and so, like, you can't control everything, uh, you know, I, I suspect this video is very specific, it's not for, the series is very specific, it's not necessarily for everybody, but... If you like my work, you want to support me, I really would appreciate it if you took the time to watch the whole series. Again, I've spent months on this series, right? Um, These are my best ideas. And again, it is 22 videos, but many of them are like three minutes, maximum eight minutes. Some of them might even be a minute and a half, right? So total, I don't imagine it would be like, it's definitely going to be less than an hour total, right? Right. Um and I, I just I, I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'll learn a lot. I think it will make you think. Uh, I think it'll get you excited about the future. And I even think it has certain career benefits as well. Like if, if you if you rock with what I'm saying, you agree with what I'm saying, I actually think it can help you start thinking about this decade, 2021 to 2031. If these things will be possible, how will you be successful, right? How will you leverage these kinds of things uh, for your own success, right? Whatever that could mean. Money, freedom, time, legacy. Um, and so, anyways, I'm really excited about the series. I hope you enjoyed the preview. I am looking for feedback. Um, and I again, I, I appreciate your support. Uh, even on the podcast, sticking with me to the end <laughs> to to get an idea about how I'm thinking about the series and why I'm excited about it. So, anyways, that's the end of today's episode. I really appreciate you tuning in. As always, you know, uh, the Multimodal, multimodal by Baxter Future, this podcast is available on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Pod Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, wherever you get your podcasts. I hope you can find the podcasts. By now you probably know I have a newsletter as well, bakzt I share a lot of my interesting ideas on there. I share behind the scenes kind of stuff as well. Some stuff that is on the newsletter I don't talk about even on the podcast, right? Some some things are just better as writing sometimes, I feel, than a than a podcast rant or discussion. Um and you, 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 of course, know I have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash B-A-K-Z-T future. Uh, if you haven't seen my videos in the past, but this seems interesting to you, I encourage you to check out my previous videos, including the GPT-3 and Identity series that I talked about, as well as subscribe and have the notifications, all that good stuff. Um, I, I, you know, I appreciate support in all, in all the different ways that, that you guys, uh, that, that you guys support me. I really appreciate it. So thank you so much. I hope you have a great day, evening, night, wherever you are. I'm, I'm honestly wishing you the best. Thank you again. Bye.